In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, people. Hey there. It is Monday. I don't know about you, but I'm tired tonight. (laughs) This has indeed been a Monday for me. And guess what? I just realized while I was sitting here waiting to go on the air that I am excited about being on the air with you again. I feel like we have not talked in a while. You know, it seems like it's been a couple of weeks and I know it hasn't. So that must mean that I miss you and that I'm thinking about all of you. I'm thinking about those that are out there listening. I'm pleased because I've been noticing that I'm getting some listeners on the iTunes and on the pod on the podcast. So, you know, it's just so good to know that, that some of you are out there and I miss you. So in spite of my being tired, I am excited and I'm jazzed. We used to say that. I don't know if that's, you know, still cool to say or what, but I'm jazzed to be on the air. I had a busy weekend We had an absolutely wonderful time in worship with the Lord this past Sunday. I don't regret that, of course, not one minute. It was worth every minute of it. Um, We were just spent when we finished. My husband and I, actually, it it was very nice because it was me and my honey, and we just spent time in mute, uh, playing our instruments and singing worship songs to the Lord. And uh, we did some of the ones that we knew, but then we also just kind of let ourselves go and just sang what came to our spirits. And it was just a beautiful time in the Lord. And you know, when you do that, people, He responds. Do you know the Lord will respond to you, that He will respond to your worship? 
he will he will respond and you will feel his presence and and he will impress things on your spirit or in your spirit to let you know that he is pleased and let you know what's on his heart and what's on his mind so anyway that was absolutely wonderful but today I worked you know some of you may know that I'm a, a nurse I'm a registered nurse by trade and I don't usually work on Mondays I work actually very very part-time and I decided to do two wellness clinics wellness clinics I did two of them today and what we did was um, I checked blood pressures, I checked cholesterol levels, and I checked body composition, um, and that told the amount of fat percentage that the individuals had. And it is very important information for us to have. And it is a reflection of how we eat in our culture that uh, quite a few of my participants um, didn't have good news. So you know what? Just think about those things. Pay attention to those things, people. Take care of yourself. Take care of your temple. The Lord wants us to take care of our temple so that we honor Him, even in how we eat. Anyway, I don't want to spend a lot of time on my little nurse tangent. Hopefully there will be some time for that during our show this year. But um, what do we have going tonight? Um, Minister Chris, he's going to be back with us tonight. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I love it when I get to work with my man. <laughs> he's going to be back with us tonight. We are going to pick up where we left off at last week. And last week, I remember I was finished. I was telling a quick story about a movie that I saw on TV um, at the time I wasn't I wasn't sure what network it was on and I wasn't sure of the name of the movie but when I talked to my daughter about it before I even finished describing it to her she said mom that was lifetime I should have known because <laughs> they do a lot of movies for women so she said mom that was lifetime and and the scene that I described was of a woman who ended up being raped by a group of guys in a bar and I said that she was raped and uh, she ended up on a pool table my daughter said no mom it wasn't a pool table she said it was a, a pinball machine or I think that's what they call them a pinball machine so anyway some of you might know the movie that I was talking about and the reason that I was sharing that example is because we were talking about Women being raped and how sometimes women, we as women, sometimes we do play a part in our being raped. Sometimes we do have to own up to the responsibility for what happens to us. And in this movie was a prime example of a, of a, of a young lady who did not carry herself in a wise, uh, sober, godly, 
chaste manner and she found herself in a situation that was more than she can handle and I have to say that according to Bible standards that would not have been classified as rape because she put herself in that position so let's go to the scriptures the Bible gives guidelines on how to determine if a woman has been raped or not we as a people and as a society we have gone so far from the statutes of God that we can't even begin to define or clarify these matters without going to the scriptures to some people you know this just may may sound ludicrous but I believe in the scriptures and I believe that they are absolutely necessary and, and, and good guidelines for us to follow and um, they teach us a lot of things about life they teach us a lot of things about mankind and God's plan for us and how he sees us so in Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 2 we find there was very little to no retribution or justice provided to an unchaste, sexually immoral person. We talked about being chaste. Being chaste meant that the individual was pure, meant that the, the individual was decent, was modest, they were, they were sexually pure. Well, unchaste, of course, would be the opposite of that. Someone who is not pure, not sexually pure, someone who is not decent, not modest, okay? And in the Bible, you didn't get justice or retribution if that was how you lived, whether you were a man or a woman. Now, of course, I led into this talking about women, but God didn't have a respect of persons. Men and women were to remain chaste until married and at minimum, at least until they were engaged. But until they were married was the, was the true standard. Okay. Wow. What would our society be like if we went back to that? what would it be like i i just can't see why people think that would be such a horrible thing <laughs> i do see why in one sense because you know I, there was a time that i didn't walk fully committed there was a time that i rebelled there was a time that i walked away from the lord and i rebelled against my teaching and i knew the struggles that i that i uh, dealt with and i knew the um the lust issues that i dealt with so i do understand in one sense but now that i've been restored you know it is just it is just hard for me to understand why why people think that is such a horrible thing but you know in those times and even I think now it's good that women that women you don't go about in in an unprotected manner in a in a careless manner you don't present yourself in a careless manner um, 
in, in those days, women were not to go about unprotected or independently in the city, in the Bible days, okay? And of course, ladies and gentlemen, it's break time already, so I'll come back after the break, and Minister Chris is going to be with me, okay? Sponsors, Equipping the Saints Ministries, home-based in Maryland. You may write to P.O. Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Hi everybody, this is Pete Dix of Beatles and Beyond. You're listening to George Harrison jamming in the background here as I'm preparing the next show for you. So why don't you listen to Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix on this radio station. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, so we're back on the air. I didn't tell you all what flavor of tea I was drinking tonight. Forgive me. It is my usual. It's my old faithful orange passion fruit and jasmine. I do have a couple of new flavors that I'm going to tell you about. 
but you have to wait until the holiday season begins. So I'm going to wait until November. I found a few new flavors. I've never tried them, but they sound absolutely wonderful to me. So I am sipping my orange passion, fruit and jasmine, and I'm going to be joined right now by the most wonderful, the most handsome man I know. I'd like to welcome my honey, my lover, and my friend, back to the air, Minister Chris. Hey, handsome. Hello there, gorgeous. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful now that I get to hear your voice. I'm all smiles. <laughs> you still make me smile, dear. <laughs> well... Do you know that I still find you to be very attractive? And I find you quite attractive likewise. Oh, how sweet. After all these, after 13 years, I still notice you. I didn't know before I met you that I like a man in uniform. I like a man in suits. You know, I like a man who's neat clean cut, you know, well put together, you know, like you are, like you were looking on Saturday, you know, when you stepped out in your slacks and your, and your, your, your suede jacket and all, I was checking you out. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the air with me. Um, you know what we've been talking about, right? You've been following the show. And ladies and gentlemen, I thought that I would get a man's point of view because part of being chaste is being decent and, and being modest, dressing in a decent manner, dressing modestly, carrying yourself in a decent manner, carrying yourself as a godly woman, and I wanted to get a man's opinion about this issue, this whole decency and modesty thing. So, Minister Chris, as a man of God, how do you feel about women dressing so sexy today? Well, as a man of God, and as a person of approaching 50 years old, mm -hmm. I, I have seen a lot of things change in my lifetime. So um, I feel that there's an agenda that the enemy has, which is an ungodly agenda. And with that said, everybody does not know the enemy's agenda but people will follow his agenda un unknowingly hmm. and and the masses will follow the agenda because um the enemy has the power of suggestion that that's his power mm -hmm. and he'll suggest things he'll suggest things to key people in key positions um entertainers um, people who are going to be seen on a, on a, on a wide screen 
Hmm. And when 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 they do it, mm-hmm. it makes it easier for it to be passed on. And 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 people are literally like sheep; they'll follow, they'll follow anyone. So, um, it's disturbing to me because of what I know, hmm. and I know that it's it, that it's an unholy agenda being carried out. So when I see uh, young girls or middle-aged people or even older people dressing with a provocative manner, it, um, it's, it's, it's more disturbing because mm-hmm. a lot of times they're just doing what, what they know to do. They're not, they're not necessarily setting out to mm-hmm. be sexy. Now, there are people who set out to be sexy. They, ha- they have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And their agenda is to be seen, and and once again, that's the enemy's agenda is to to be self-serving. So when they do it, they're they're setting out because they want eyes to watch them. They want to be the the bell of the ball. They want to be noticed. They want they want you to want them more than anything else, you know. And and so even even that is a is is very disturbing because um, that's a power. That's a power that they can have over someone that that a woman can have over a man or over men. Because mm-hmm. they want the man to 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 want them to be on their mind when even when they're nowhere around. And men are visual creatures; they take a visual image of things and. If you take a a visual picture, it will be in your mind Mm -hmm. so that you can recall it later. Mm -hmm. So it's it's to answer your question, it's it's disturbing because it's 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 very powerful and men will men will follow. Mm -hmm. You know, they will they'll follow a woman off a cliff. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not as put together as we as we come off to be. And men have that same power. It's not just women. Men have that same power to do the same thing, to try to be that person that everybody is going to watch. And so it's a it's a it's a dangerous game that's played. Mm-hmm. So it's disturbing to me. OK, well, I think you said something key there. Well, you said a lot of key things, but the thing that you said about sometimes they do it unknowingly, they, they don't set out to do it, I think is how you, mm-hmm. how you said it. I thought of um, years back, uh, before I met you, actually, and during that time when I was uh, angry with the Lord, you know, I was angry because I felt like he had failed me. My um, all the pain of my childhood, you know, the abuse, the being in foster care, um, you know, having a failed first marriage, all of that. I was just rebelling and I was going out. You know, I, I stopped. I stopped serving the Lord. I started going out and doing my own thing. And it and it made me remember a time that I was out one night by myself. I didn't have a date or an escort or I was by myself and I was dressed in a in a sexy manner which I knew better but 
I had convinced myself that, you know, this was the thing now and this was the, the new the new direction I was going in. And I had on this outfit uh, that we called a cat suit back then. I don't even I don't see them now, but a cat suit is a full body um, body suit. It's a full body suit. Right. So it's basically from from neck arms, you know, waist all the way down. It's a full body suit and it is tight and fitting and hugging every curve. Okay. This, I had was, on my- this was before me. Yes, dear. <laughs> this was before you. <laughs> and before I was the Lord restored and, and I recommitted my relationship to him. But um, I had on my cat suit and I had on this necklace that was a choker style necklace, as we call them back then, was a choker. And then in the middle of the choker, there was a little chain that hung down, you know, right there under my neck. And then I had on these red velvet thigh high boots. They were high heel boots and they came up to my thighs. Okay, and I just knew I was looking good. You know, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to look sexy, but what I got, the response that I got wasn't quite what I was looking for. That's why when you said, you know, they do it unknowingly sometimes, this guy came up to me that I did know. I I knew this guy. I had a working relationship with this guy, but he came up to me. First thing he did, he grabbed that little chain on my neck, the little chain, the part that was hanging. He, He grabbed that very, you know, lightly. And then he looks at me with those lustful eyes and he says, oh, you know, you're looking good tonight. He's like, you got your hooker boots on tonight. And that kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> a little, huh? <laughs> yes. I call myself good, yes. I call myself being sexy, yes. But I didn't realize that somewhere in his mental picture, or perhaps in his experience, this was equivalent to how a hooker would dress, but he found it to be provocative and so that made me feel just a little bit uncomfortable and that comes to mind about sometimes we as women we have one thing in mind but we really don't know how we're presenting ourselves to a man and we don't know what his background what his experience is like I talked earlier in some of the earlier shows we don't know if his sexual appetite has been perverted already And it is break time again. (laughs) Be back after the break. (laughs) The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. We will be back shortly. Thank you very much for that commercial break. The pers- that story is my very own personal testimony. 
Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleOdell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Thank God I am I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey people, this is Minister Diane Jones and Minister Christopher Jones and we are on the air and we were just talking about how sometimes women uh, portray themselves in ways that they may not know. Sometimes they do it intentionally, sometimes it may not be intentionally, but they may not know that it can be harmful to them, it can be disturbing to a man especially like Minister Chris said, uh, a godly man um, who's trying to avoid certain pitfalls (laughs) in his life. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, but I did have one other example that I was very surprised to get to learn this information, and I think you were the one who told me this. (laughs) So should I I share it, or do you want to share it? (laughs) Feel free. 
Um, the other day we were talking about something and someone told you that a lot of like a lot of women nowadays, especially the younger women, they have tattoos on their lower back and they wear the low cut uh, pants or skirts or whatever, you know, like way down to their hips so that you can see the tattoos on their lower back. And I was very surprised, ladies and gentlemen, to learn that. In certain circles, I don't know if I should say which circle this was, this was like in the GI circles, um, that that is known as, that lower back tattoo is known as a tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't know that. So that's another example of how we think as women that we're presenting ourselves as sexy, you know, and we're giving them some eye candy, something to just kind of look at and tease them. And they're calling it a tramp stamp and they're, they're categorizing and labeling you and saying, Hey, you know, uh, uh, she's easy. So with that said, <laughs> maybe I educated someone else because I got educated. <laughs> Um, my second question for you, Minister Chris, is before you committed your life to the Lord, how did a woman's appearance regarding sexy apparel affect you? I, I heard you laugh a little bit there. <laughs> I'm still laughing about the tramp stamp. Oh. <laughs> before I committed my life to the Lord, um... I was like any other man. I saw um, sexy apparel or sexy dress as um, as a pleasurable thing. It was it was it was put out there for me, and I enjoyed it. I didn't necessarily go up and touch the goods, but <laughs> I did look. <laughs> And I'm, I, I, I might speak, you know, I mean, I was a, I'm a man. We are we are visual creatures again. And we see we we see nice things and we'll stand there and gawk if I was especially um, I was single. So it was it was out there for me. And I brought this I brought this topic before um, some men uh, that I work with and. That's exactly pretty much how they see it, you know. And they talk about the young girls who are 12 and 13 who are already developed and everything. And the problem wasn't that they were developed. The problem was they were how they were portraying it and how they were um, showing it off, okay. A young lady's body can be the same young lady's body uh, at the same age 30 years ago, and, it, and that young lady would have been dressed totally different. Mm -hmm. you know? so, so nowadays, a young lady, and they're making the clothes provocative for young children, which um, is a whole nother topic. Mm -hmm. They're making the clothes provocative, and someone who's 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 not where they're supposed to be, Some, someone who, who the devil is using will see a young girl with clothes cut low and, and, and designed to give a shape, will mm -hmm. see that as something that it shouldn't be seen as. Mm 
Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. young girl should be should be modest and covered up and should be a, a child. Yes. But so- society has a ag- follows an agenda that that is the enemy's agenda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then what's even worse, you'll see the young girl dress uh, as such, and then here comes the mother around the corner. That's a, a bigger version of what you saw with the young girl. So you see where her, where her example is. She's being taught by mm-hmm. the mother to be the, the 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 sharpest thing in the room, to be to be the eye candy in the room. Mm-hmm. And so the mother is is out of place. She's actually handing her child over to the wolf. Mm-hmm. So um, my answer to that question is I, I I took part I was I was part of that system I, I I played the role that was my role because I did not know or care to know the truth mm-hmm. I did not know or care to know I, I, I actually I knew the truth I was rebellious mm-hmm. I can be honest because I knew the truth at a young age right but I thought I was big enough and bad enough to do what I wanted to do yeah <laughs> so, so I mean, we got to be honest with everything. So, yeah, I knew the truth and I knew what I was doing because I was grown. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I've been there, been there, been there, done that. And now, though, um, I mean, like you said, there's a whole. You could, we could just talk a lot about what you just said, and and even where pedophiles are concerned. You know, like I said in one of my previous shows, how lust will make a tree, a child, a baby, you know, an animal look good to someone's who, someone whose sexual appetite has been perverted, who has already been, you know, <laughs> invaded and perverted in some way. Um, so I won't get off on that too much, like right now, because um, I have another question for you. Now... You know, now that you are committed and the Lord, you know, restored the relationship between you and him. And now that you're committed, how do you guard yourself against women who dress in indecently and immodestly? Um, I, I, I have one more example. I'm going to try to say this quick. I was at the college, the community college. I took our son to register and I'm sitting there waiting for him in the cafeteria. And right at the table next to me were two young women. I'm sure I'm twice their age, but two young women. Um, The one girl bent over to pick something up uh, or to do something on the table. I can't remember if she was writing or whatever, but she had to bend over. And she's right in front of me. Okay. When she bent over, she had at least a good, I would say, an inch and a half to two inches of skin showing the upper crest, the top portion of her buttocks. Butt crack. But <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> and it was it was visible because she didn't have on underwear that cover everything. She had on thongs. I guess that's the right name for them. And. I couldn't help myself, honey. I couldn't help myself. I said, dear, I, I, I got her attention and I said, come here, dear. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was crazy. 
But she came over, and I whispered in her ear. I said, do you know when you bent over that I saw this much of your butt in my face? And she said, oh, I'm sorry. And she started pulling her pants up, you know. And I said, no. I said, I don't really think that you want to present yourself in that manner. My daughter, you know, Chanel, our daughter, laughs at us because I couldn't help myself. The mother in me, the mother in me. I wasn't trying to put her down, but I wanted her to know, I don't think you want to present yourself in that manner. <laughs> but you said it. Butt crack. It used oh. to. It used to be the only time you saw that was a, a, a plumber fixing your <laughs> kitchen sink, and you go, "Ew!" But now it's it's the thing to do. <laughs> yes, and I'm a nurse, and I'm used to seeing behinds and anything else. But I was disturbed because had you been with me. Had you been with me and you would have had to turn around and see that, I would have been more, I would have been more than disturbed. I would have been upset. I almost think that there should be laws that, you know, there are laws for indecency or what is that, indecent exposure. I think we need to start pushing some of those laws. <laughs> but anyway, I'd rather people get it in their hearts. I would rather people understand and get it in their hearts than to force them to do something, you know, external. So we're getting close to break time, but I'm going to at least ask this question again. How do you guard yourself against women who dress indecently, who have their butt crack all up in your face? You got a minute to answer. And then if you need more time, we can come back after the break and finish up your answer. <laughs> Well, that's a good one, but it's reality. Yeah. It's reality, and you can't guard yourself totally from what you're going to see because you don't know what's coming around the corner. But we can ask the Lord to, to blind us. And when I mean to blind us, I'm... It's more to it than just blinding my eyes. It's blinding my spiritual eyes. Mm. But, but I'll get more into that when we come back from the break. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll delve into it a little deeper. Okay. Well, I'm anxious to hear it. Listen up, ladies and gents. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. 
For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Thank God. I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and Minister Chris was answering a question for us. I asked him, how do you guard yourself against women who dress indecently and sexy? And so continue with your thoughts. Um, the last, the last thing I said was about um, blinding my spiritual eye. I want to correct that, and actually, I asked the Lord to blind my physical eye to these things. I mean, I'm going to see things. I'm going. I, I can't help that. It, it, it's, it's going to be in my face around the corner. But I, I asked Him to blind my my physical eye to the point to where. It, when I see it, it doesn't really register anything, but mm-hmm. to open my spiritual eye. Mm-hmm. And so with my spiritual eye open, it'll send me to the reasoning behind why that person will dress like that rather than gawking at that person. I'll look beyond what I'm seeing and see what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And And in doing that, it allows me to actually... Physically turn away, not look anymore, but mm-hmm. then I can I can pray in the spirit and ask the Lord to wake them up mm-hmm. because they're spiritually dead. They're following they're following a pattern and they're just they're just doing something that someone else is doing because it's popular, but they don't know that it's leading to destruction. There could be who knows around the corner. And mm-hmm. and a, a woman can be just walking, just as free and clear. We see we see people every day, uh, women walking in, in in dark paths and stuff with headphones on and uh, looking at their phone, not even aware of their surroundings, um, mm-hmm. walking in high heel shoes, 
and they're right next to the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 but they're busy being sexy. Right. And right. who knows who's in the woods? Who's waiting behind that dumpster to grab them? Mm-hmm. You know, throw them in a the car, and then you have a missing person. So they really are spiritually dead and don't know what's going on that that they're they're advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're saying, "Take me." Right. And and as a man of God, I have to I have to tell the truth. That's that's what's happening. You, you're 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 pouring barbecue sauce on yourself and running around in front of wolves. <laughs> like like <laughs> and, a chicken, a and, chicken, a barbecue chicken, huh? Like <laughs> right, with, with with pork chop underwear on, and <laughs> and you expect not to be chased and and devoured. That's what's happening. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm old school, so I got to tell it like it is. And and yes. and I'm of age where I have a daughter, twenty mm-hmm. in, in her mid twenties. You know, yeah. I have a son in his early to mid twenties. I know what they're going through because I was that age, and right. it's a lot harder for them than it was for me because the innocence is gone. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. innocence is gone. With us, people wore girls wore tight pants. They wore they wore pants so tight you could you could tell how much change they had in their pocket to the to the penny, but they weren't low cut so low and the bellies weren't all out you know the way it is now, mm-hmm. you know. But now it's 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 ridiculous. All you need to do is put a pole in the middle of the room and you got a strip club, mm-hmm. and they think they're dressing natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the high heel shoes. There's even men wearing high heel women's shoes. Right. Well, we Prancing know. Prancing around. Right. So. We know. Well, that's, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms, honey. So, so I, I, to answer your question, how do I guard myself? I have to do what the scriptures say and pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I see it, I have to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, guard me continually but I also have to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And if and, and if a chance comes where I can educate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, ask him to open that door, I'll speak. I'll speak to a young lady because he puts us in situations where we can teach. I coach women basketball, and that allows me to to give a a a, a fathering type of impression to young women who Mental. may not ha- right who may not have a father in their life, but mm-hmm. but. But give it to them in a way where they'll receive it in a right. nurturing way. Right. And then when I coach men basketball, it, it gives me the opportunity to teach them how they should look at our women. Mm-hmm. How 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 we sh- they shouldn't be looking at them as as uh, a chicken running through the yard with barbecue sauce on them, but they should be looking at them as a beautiful gift of God. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of purity that has to be restored and 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 brought back right which you know wow there's several things i want to tackle and we're running out of time but which is why we're on this subject about women being responsible bearing some responsibility for these things sometimes when women are raped they do bear responsibility just here recently there were several cases one comes to mind of the 14 year old um you know, I'm not good with 
places and dates and all that kind of stuff, but it was just here like maybe a little about a month ago or so, a month and a half ago, a 14-year-old girl leaves the house apparently like 11 o'clock at night to go to a party by herself, was supposed to be going with a friend, I believe, but never made it to the friend's house, was raped and killed. Okay, she's leaving the house at 11 o'clock at night. At 11, 14 year old. 14 year old. Okay, that's, that's, that's a current situation. So it happens. It is still happening. And that's why biblically, those situations, there wasn't just, there wasn't justification. There wasn't, you didn't get um, justice. If you put yourself in that position, you were just as responsible for the rape as the man was, and you were punished that way. It, it seems harsh, but it taught everyone in that community that you just don't live like this. You, you just don't live like this. And it makes me want to ask you about how is it that women who profess Christianity who profess to be Christians, and I say that word, profess, because how is it that women who profess to be Christians display their self the same way as the world? We've been to churches now where you would think that you are on soul train, where there's every cleavage in your face where there is stuff so skin tight where there is splits up to the hips in church how how do women that profess christianity carry themselves in the same manner when the bible clearly clearly tells us to dress in modest apparel well um again we're back to an agenda and that church is not what it's meant to be. Uh, they're going to church for different reasons. They're going to church to be seen. Yeah. Uh, their heart has not been pricked and pierced by, by the Holy Spirit because they're going to church to be put on a platform. They probably found that, that cat suit that you threw away and found it in the boots and decided <laughs> to wear it to church because they can be seen. Mm. And and in the old days, it wasn't about you being seen. It was about the word. You went there to get the word. You didn't have to worry about the pastor having on um, a suit looking like a peacock mm -hmm. and rooster walking. He was he was dressed in, in a black suit and his little collar or whatever. And he decreased mm -hmm. so that the Lord could come forth. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to decrease mm -hmm. and go there and, and, and partake in something pure and, and, and hear from the Lord. So we, what we see is the opposite. Right. We see we see a circus. The hats and the clothes and the tight stuff and 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 God is not in it. Right. Right. He's not in it. I mean, you don't have to spend $60 for a Ringling Brothers ticket, you could just go to church and see the show. You know? Well, 
that's why we're talking about this because we want to put these things on people's minds and and I want women to know, you know, that God has a standard. He does have a standard. He has a standard for us. When he restored me to him, when he drew me back to him, you know, it, no one had to tell me. No one had to tell me to start getting my my attire back in order. The the Holy Spirit began to teach me and remind me, bring those things. I asked him, I said, Lord, now I was raised in a Pentecostal holy to holiness church. I was taught all these things, but now I want to hear from you. I want you to show me through the scriptures and I want you, I, I want to know from you what you expect of me. And he began to take me through the scriptures and I began to study again. And I saw for myself that this is not sexy is not godly. Not when you're doing it for the world. Not when you're doing it for other men, for other women. Maybe if I was doing it for you, you know, because you're my husband. And that's people, one thing. And people, uh, they don't mind being uh, called sexy. But no one wants to be called a tramp. Not even a tramp. Well, true. <laughs> but they'll, they'll take sexy. Sexy works. But it's a play on words. Yeah. Because sexy in the in the in the in the way that people are presenting it, it is intended to draw attention to their bodies and to make them physically and sexually desirable. And that is not what being a godly woman is all about. And we're getting close to the end of the show, and I wanted to be able to talk more about, um, you know, this whole this whole perspective on rape and and what God had to say about it and I'm going to give you all an assignment you know this week if you get a chance read Leviticus chapter 18 5 through 30 okay 